The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Setting the Record Straight, where various Christian Reconstructionist pastors seek to understand and dissect the issues that are plaguing the church today, from the pulpit to the pew. Welcome to another episode of Setting the Record Straight, a podcast of the Reconstructionist Radio Network. I am Travaris Tut, a pastor of Truth and Grace Bible Church of Jacksonville, Florida. Let us begin this podcast. I was asked to address the Black Hebrew Israelites. Now, the Black Hebrew Israelite movement cannot necessarily be pinpointed down to one founder as its history in America goes back to Africans who were enslaved here. Congregations were even formed in the late 1800s and early 1900s, such as the Black Jew Church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, by F.S. Cherry called the Church of the Living God. And he preached a message of black supremacy that was justified by scripture and taught that whites exclusively were inherently evil. There were, of course, other groups that arose as well, such as the Church of God and Saints of Christ by William Saunders Crowdy, who was a self-proclaimed prophet. And, you know, not to justify any of their beliefs, but uh, I believe that many of their beliefs uh, that the Hebrew Israelites hold to are rooted in bitterness from the gruesome slavery that occurred here in America. Basically, in response to white supremacy, you have black supremacy. To have been oppressed for so long by a group of people, the image that is impressed upon your mind is that they must be wicked. And looking at American history, we see a continued oppression through white supremacy, which kindles this same fire in many minds of African Americans. Again, this is not to justify what they believe, but in a country where people of color are told that they were not even human and have been continued to be treated as such on a large scale, black Hebrew Israelites are able to use this as leverage. They're basically able to come to people of color and tell them that their so-called true identity, which gives them a sense of dignity um, and hope, which we know is a false hope. However, as I stated, uh, they have leverage to deceive people by basically appealing to their experiences and their emotions. Now, there was a man uh, named Ben Carter, whose name was changed to Ben Ami Ben Israel, who had a major influence on the spread of this cult. He was born in 1939 in Chicago, and in 1966, he claimed to have a vision that the children of Israel and America should return to the Holy Land or the Promised Land. And in his vision, he claims that the angel Gabriel told him he should lead them to the Promised Land. So him, along with uh, almost 50 other families, they did end up funding their way to Israel and settled there. And uh, he was considered to be a spiritual leader of the Hebrew Israelite movement, which many still give him reverence as a prophet still to this day. The spread of the movement continued in Chicago and in many communities up north. The movement did not necessarily have much influence in the south or at least as much as it had in the north, especially since preachers like Martin Luther King, who had such a great impact on the south, 
uh, were able to uh, preserve people from this type of deception. But currently today, there has been a wider influence of this movement in the South, though many, uh, basically through my observation, uh, uh, through uh, the increase of awareness of inequalities of blacks, such as police brutality and mass incarceration, has caused this so-called awakening of black people. And the truth is that black communities have always been aware of these things occurring in their communities. And there has always been uh, different uh, cults who have persuaded people to some form of black supremacy and so-called consciousness. However, with the Internet and social media, these injustices are being exposed on a larger scale. And due to the exposure uh, of these injustices and the media... uh, hyping it up even more uh, and then due to the silence of the church in response to these injustices you have a pathway for these cults to promote themselves uh, since the controversy of Trayvon Martin's case there has been a greater rising in black communities to uh, quote unquote find themselves now there are greater movements in the black community than the Hebrew Israelites that come under the umbrella of consciousness that I will address in other podcasts. These other groups would reject the Bible altogether for the most part and say that Christianity is the white man's religion. They will claim that Christianity is a religion of oppression created by the Europeans to justify slavery in America. Now Although we know that the Bible was used to justify slavery or the slavery that occurred here in America, we know that the scriptures that, that, that were used were taken out of context. The Hebrew Israelite will uh, basically respond that the Bible is not for the white man, but they will not necessarily call themselves Christian either. They will claim that All of the key figures in the Bible were black, including Jesus. They will use scriptures such as Revelation chapter 1 verse 15, where it speaks of Jesus having feet like bronze, where we understand this scripture to be metaphorical. uh, They would take it as literal. Now, I will not get into what the color of Jesus was in this podcast. However, I do not believe that Jesus was a white man as he has been promoted in Europe and in America. Neither do I believe many of the other characters in the Bible are as they are portrayed as a white man or a white woman in many books and pictures and movies that we see today. But I also do not believe that many of the scriptures the Hebrew Israelites use to say Jesus is black are being handled correctly, which brings me to my next point. What do they believe about Christ? One thing I learned early in my walk is that 99% of, if not all cults, either reject Christ altogether or distort who he really is. Universally, what is believed about Jesus amongst the Hebrew Israelites is that he is not God in the flesh. They would say that Jesus is the son of God, but not in the sense that he is God. God himself. They will agree that he kept the law. Most would say that he grew into his divinity as a God or that he earned his divinity by keeping the law rather than already being God. They will say that we too can also earn divinity, meaning blacks, uh, people of color. Since we are sons of God, by keeping the law, we can be gods as well. They reject that Christ's crucifixion grants us salvation. They believe that we must keep the law to obtain any salvation or promises. 
They believe that heaven and hell are metaphorical and that the Hebrews will reign in the kingdom at the return of Christ. And basically all Edomites, which would be the, the descendants of Esau, who they would consider to be all Caucasians who are the enemies of God, they will be destroyed um, and serve the Hebrews. Oppression will end for the Hebrews and they will be granted the, possess the possession of the world or at least Israel. Another thing they believe about Christ is that you cannot call him Jesus. Most would not call him Lord either. Um, at least they would not read many texts in the scriptures that the uh, King James Version translates as Lord, where it says Yahweh. They would consider that to be blasphemous. They would refer to God by his name uh, Yahweh or Yah or Yahweh. And you must refer to the Son of God as Yeshua or Yehoshua or Yahshua. Others have different pronunciation that they strictly call him by. And many are very particular about the pronunciation of the name as well. And they will not accept Jehovah or Jesus as transliterations. Now, I'm not against calling uh, uh, God Yahweh or Jesus Yeshua. And matter of fact, I do use uh, those names in that way um, at times. Um, but however, to say that you cannot uh, call him by the transliterated versions we know is legalism. Uh, they will refer to scriptures such as Acts chapter 4 verse 12 where it says neither is there salvation in any other for there is none uh, no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved or Proverbs chapter 30 verse 4 who has ascended into heaven or descended who have uh, gathered the wind in his fist, who have bound the waters in a garment, who have established all the ends of the earth. What is his name and what is his son's name, if thou can tell? Before I was married, a friend and I used to evangelize a lot together, and sometimes we would be out late times of night and we would go eat at an IHOP and get in the Word. It seems that we will always run into Hebrew Israelites at this IHOP, and, and most of them were very hostile. They would also um, get angry with us uh, when they would ask us this question, what is his name? If we said Jesus, they would become angry and sometimes threaten us with violence. Most of them were uh, high or drunk and would curse us out. Sometimes um, I would even find myself mocking them by asking them why did they uh, shave their beards if they were supposed to be keeping the law. Um, However, my, my friend, who was basically a Puerto Rican and Italian, um, he actually looks white. So they would persecute me for being with him because they consider him an Edomite. But he always would stand bold to them. And when it was revealed one time that he was actually Puerto Rican and Italian, one guy said that he too was a part of the Hebrew Israelites. Because basically what they do is they break the people, uh, people groups of color down into tribes that were scattered during the Atlantic slave trade. So they would say that the tribe of Judah are blacks. Uh, Benjamin would be West Indies, Levi, Italian, Simeon, Dominican, Zebulon, Guatemalans, uh, or Panamanian, Ephraim, uh, Puerto Ricans, Manasseh, Cubans. Uh, Gad would be Native Americans. Reuben would be uh, Seminole Indians. Asher would be Colombians. Naphtali, Argent Argentines, Issachar would be like Mexicans. Uh, many would differ on this list, but I... Uh, but most would at least agree that blacks are from the tribe of Judah, uh, the Africans who are here in America. 
Um, now, Black Hebrew Israelites have similarities to the Hebrew Roots Movement since they hold to the keeping of all of the Mosaic Law. However, Black Hebrew Israelites, which some would say that the title itself is redundant since their whole point is that Black people or African Americans are the true Israelites as well as other people of color. Um, when referencing scripture such as Romans chapter 9 or scripture in the book of Galatians or Ephesians that clearly would include Gentiles into God's covenant, some will either reject Paul's writings or some will reject some of his writings. And they will say he was just a man just like us. So um, some of his writings can be uh, either received or rejected. Um, so lastly, what I will address about their beliefs uh about Africans who were brought to America through the Atlantic slave trade is that they tried to justify that uh, African Americans who were brought through the Atlantic slave trade are the chosen uh, people or the true Israelites. They will run to scriptures such as uh, Genesis chapter 15 um, when God confirms his covenant with Abram. In verse 12 through 14, it says, as the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell upon him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land that is not theirs and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for 400 years. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve, and afterward they shall come out with great possessions. So the Hebrew Israelites will use this verse to apply it to the transatlantic slave trade. And most will say that the 400 years applies to the amount of time that we were in slavery here up until the time which God will bring an end to the oppression of Africans in American in America and bring judgment on whites. Some will agree that it did apply to the bondage in Egypt, which the Hebrews suffered under, but many will reject it based upon the length of time in which the Hebrews were uh, enslaved in Egypt or actually lived in Egypt because they will say it did not equate to 400 years. However, we know that the 400 years prophesied in this verse does not apply simply to the amount of time the Hebrews would be enslaved or it would not make sense considering the slavery only lasted for one generation, but it also includes Included the time that Abram's descendants were sojourners in uh, the land of Canaan, such as Isaac and even Jacob was a sojourner. As we see in the verse, he says, your offspring, not just the nation of Israel. As we know, Isaac's sojourn in the land of Canaan, as well as Jacob's sojourn. And then Joseph was afflicted through him being sold into slavery by his brothers way before the slavery occurred in Egypt. And, um, even Stephen confirms this in Acts chapter 7, verse 6 through 7. He says, God spoke to him in this way for 400 years. Your descendants will be strangers in a country, not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated. But I will judge the nation that they serve, said God. And after that, they shall come out and worship me in this place. Now, some will say that Exodus chapter 14, verse 40 contradicts the whole 400 years, as it says, now the length of time that the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. Now, some scholars will say that the 400 years was an estimate or summary of the 430 years. Some will disagree and say that the, say that the 30 years uh, is the time that the covenant was ratified in Genesis 15 up until Isaac was at the age of five where he would have been weaned in Genesis chapter 21 and Hagar 
Ishmael's mother laughed or so-called mocked him, which would be considered the beginning of the persecution of Abram's descendants uh, from Ishmael. However, either way we see it, even through Stephen's appeal, um, if you continue to read in Acts chapter 7, the prophecy was referencing the timeline of Abraham's offspring up until God bring them out of Egypt, the house of bondage, as he states in verse 17. But at this time of the promise, but as the time as the promise drew near, he then speaks of the increase of the nation of Israel and the affliction. And the promise that was drawing near was that his offspring would no longer be sojourners, but they would possess the land. And God, of course, did end up judging Egypt. Now, I do not have time to read this, but in Psalm 105, it clearly is a praise unto God for fulfilling his promise covenant with Abram, which details about the sojourning in the strange lands and God bringing them up out of Egypt. Now, another scripture which they will use uh, is Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 68. And it says, and the Lord will bring you back in ships to Egypt, a journey that I promised that you should never make again. And there you shall offer yourselves for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves. But there will be no buyer. However, if you read the scriptures and compare scripture with scripture, this is clearly a prophecy of the Babylonian captivity. So what we see over and over is that the black Hebrew Israelites clearly take scripture out of context to fit their man-centered theology. They use scripture to justify their worship of a people group and claim to worship the most high God. But we know the most high God has extended his covenant to all nations and does not show partiality in the matter of salvation. The most high God has a greater plan than what the Hebrew Israelites present to us. What we clearly know through scripture is that all men are born evil and corrupt, including blacks and all people of color and are in need of the same grace that comes through God who came in the flesh and died on the cross and rose on the third day to deliver us from our Egypt and bring us into the land of Canaan spiritually. We must recognize that the Hebrew Israelites have come up with a theology and forced this theology through the scriptures uh, in order to justify it. And many have fallen and been deceived by this dangerous doctrine. In opposition to what they claim to hate, white supremacy, they have created a uh, religion which promotes black supremacy. This will conclude my podcast, and I will continue on next time about more of the beliefs of the Hebrew Israelites so that we may be prepared and equipped to defend the faith. Thank you for listening to Setting the Record Straight. Join us on Facebook at the Reconstructionist Radio Discussion Group. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to listen to all of our podcasts and to download our free audiobooks. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. 
Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.